0: Hello and welcome to the Other Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Pizzelli, alongside my co-host Brian Norberg. Brian, how you doing today? Doing great as always. That's good. You sound super enthusiastic today to be here. Yeah, another day in quarantine. All right, that's that's all of us. Just chilling out. Do any shopping today or anything like that? It's a nice Saturday. Yeah, I went out to one store. It was like an event. It was awesome. You gotta <laughs> plan everything, lay everything out, make sure you have all your gloves, masks. Your little bottle of travel Purell. Yeah, I wear my hazmat suit too sometimes. Uh, but, so you're that guy in the in the store, huh? Yeah. All right. Well today, uh, we're gonna be talking about three main categories as everything relates to COVID nineteen. So I've crunched the numbers, I've done the research, and the three main categories that we have are income, masks, and way of living. We feel like us personally have dealt with all three of these in our day-to-day lives. And I feel like and we feel like that relates to all of you listening or potential listeners. So Ryan, in terms of income, you said you were in real estate. Um, what changed per se and did it really affect your the way you managed to bring in money?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously COVID kind of made the world stop for a little while. And 2020 started off to be actually a really good year for me, uh, career-wise. Um, got a lot of deals done, so that was good. But come March... Everything kind of hit the fan with our quarantine. So at first it was, I didn't think of too much of a big deal. as oh, we get a free vacation. I originally thought it was going to take like two or three weeks and we were going to be done with this. Yeah. Um, so as it kind of progressed, you start looking back to work. Are they going to let us back to work? What are the circumstances? Originally, they shut down all of our offices and then they deemed us an essential business, which was interesting. So once we became a central business, we went back to work in a way. Our offices was closed, so we were working at home, but they allowed us to continue selling homes so long that we followed certain guidelines. Like you can't have more than three people in the home. The owners can't be there at the same time as you. It's kind of back and forth, no open houses. The biggest thing I found was it's nice when they're like, you can go back to work, but I found it hard to get people to leave their home. It's hard to say, here, let me sell your home. And they're like, well, I can't go anywhere to look for a new home. So I don't want to sell this home. And the market actually is really hot right now because there's not a lot of inventory. So people looking for homes are paying a top dollar for some of these houses that shouldn't be worth that much, but they don't have a choice. So it's really interesting
0: back and forth on what's going on. Do you see like, the market leveling out at all like, within the near future? As the economy starts opening up, as more people are, are comfortable going out and things like that,
1: personally, I think that a lot of houses will come back onto the market. They'll flood the market once everything opens back up for good. Um, a lot of people are trying to capitalize on the shortage in houses, so that they're getting more than what their house is really worth. So some people are like, "Please sell my house for right now because I want it I think the market's right, which is interesting because in a pandemic, you would never think that, the market would be hot, but it has to do with the demand and our demand and supply or supply and demand as we obviously learned in school and there's a demand and the supply is really low. So it creates kind of in inflation and prices. That's what we're seeing right now.
0: It's kind of interesting. So we were both kind of in real estate. I do, I work for a property that does like student housing. And so we were deemed an essential business. So we were going into work and I was able to work, um, Like hands, I do hands on stuff. So I was in there doing my job without any like delays or anything to my income. But in terms of like the leasing and stuff like that, it was interesting to see. So a lot of students already signed their leases for the next coming year. And a lot of them, you know, uncertain if school is going to start or anything like that. So a lot of them were trying to get out of their leases. So there was like a a dip down, but right now it's picking back up and pretty much a lot of the properties around the University of, of Oregon are at like 100% uh, capacity or they're filling their leases pretty quickly. So a little bit different dynamic, it seems like, between apartments and or student living and that kind of area of real estate and compared to like having homes and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting on your end, how did they react to school shutting down and the kids just had to pay their rent out of their lease? Or did you? Did they forgive them or what, what happened? Because I know in California, we had a lot of rental kind of forgiveness things where they couldn't charge you rent during, during COVID because of people are out of work, people this. So what did they do for the students
0: really? Yeah. So they, they did that. They did like rental forgiveness where they like, they bumped it. I believe till September you have the opportunity to not pay rent. Um, It was not a super complicated process, but you had to show that like you didn't have any income coming in, which was fairly easy, right? Whether or not you got furloughed or anything or anything like that. Um, but it was it was kind of interesting because also a lot of students tried to just break their lease and obviously a lease is a legal binding document as you know from you know us living together, we signed our leases and stuff like that. It's really hard to break a lease and just get out of it without having to pay it. So they were letting some people get get away with that. Um, but of course, a lot of these students like aren't paying for for the housing it's a lot of the parents and a lot of the parents end up getting Furloughed or fired, or one parent wasn't working well, one parent was so they lost that income coming to the house. Did your parents? I mean, you work with your mom, correct, for Caldwell Banking, like real estate.
1: Yeah, I work for Caldwell Banker. We work at the same firm, I don't work for her, but she works at the same firm as I do.
0: How's gotcha. it? Did, you, did your parents experience like that where one was making way less income compared to the other? And did it like, did it change the way you guys did about like went about your lives?
1: I wouldn't say so. Uh, my stepdad's entitled. So it, he's a title officer, which works alongside basically realtors. So he didn't see a, a massive dip. Transactions were still happening on, on, so he was still getting business and my mom was a little bit slower. Um, so I think, yeah, to an extent, there's a little bit of a a dip, obviously. Um, definitely for a month there, we were kind of just at home doing nothing. Yeah. So that that hurt. But the thing that we noticed was your expenses were a little bit down. Like we don't, we never ate out. So for, yep, I wasn't yep. eating out for what month and a half. So you're saving money on that end. You're sitting at home buying a lot of stuff. You probably don't need it on Amazon, but that's another story.
0: Yeah. Definitely not eating out saves a lot of money. We, uh, we didn't go out and like buy a ton of toilet paper or anything like that, but we definitely like stocked up on, on like chicken and, and beef like that. Especially when meat prices started going up a little bit, we tried stockpiling before they did um, stuff like that. seems like though, we were both pretty fortunate in our situations in terms of having income coming in. And if so, if, how do you think you would feel if you were say someone who worked at a restaurant and you end up getting furloughed and you had no income coming in, do you think you would have been able to survive? Like, how do you think, like what's, what would have been your mind, your mindset during that time?
1: Probably would have been way stressed out, way more stressed out than I was. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I don't want to put myself in those shoes because I don't really know how it would end up being i mean i had friends that were furloughed when my friends worked for uh enterprise and he got furloughed and at first he kind of didn't think it was that big of a deal and then i think as time kind of goes on you're like oh this isn't getting better i think that first month of quarantine people are kind of like well i'm still getting paid i may not be getting paid as much as i was but i'm also not working so it's kind of like a vacation and then it starts that time keeps ticking along and you're like okay I'm starting to get to my savings now and then my savings are starting to get depleted. I need to go back to work.
0: Yeah. I I couldn't put myself in those shoes either. Um, It would be a very tough situation and hopefully, I mean, obviously unemployment rates are slowly going down again, depending where you live, but it's definitely um, a tricky time, but being furloughed and stuff like that, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that, especially being that business too of, if you are that owner of that restaurant who had to furlough all those employees, I'm sure you're not bringing in any money. So you, you, have, to do, you have to do what you had to do. But in the same sense, it's, it's so tough with everyone that is getting unemployed and not having any sorts of income. It's really tough to, to see kind of from afar when we're more secured in our situations, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely a tough situation. So in terms of the next thing that I think a lot of people are dealing with is wearing a mask. So Ryan. You want to explain to everyone why you don't wear a mask? No, <laughs> no, I do wear a mask. <laughs> Just messing with you.
1: I think the mask thing is definitely
0: takes getting used to. Um, were you in the camp of wearing a mask like right away? Like, as soon as they're like, masks actually do help? Or were you like wearing them beforehand? Were you on the fence about it?
1: I wore a mask ever since, since the pandemic started. So the like week that they announced it. they I don't think I left my house for two weeks once it started.
0: So, uh, were you trying were you, to get a mask? I was ordering masks, trying to get them, all that stuff. Yeah, there was like no supply of them. Were you one of the ones yeah. walking around your house in a mask like by yourself? No, 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 yeah. I was in my car driving around with my mask so I don't catch it
1: inside my car. No, I think that's a little, I think it's, it's funny when people do it's that. It's
0: interesting. I don't understand the purpose in that. Like what? What are you doing? Same with the people that are like, high like walking their dog with like their mm-hmm. wife. It's like you guys live together. Why are you wearing your mask? Like you're right next to them. Not going to be passing anyone. I. It's whatever. But I think that one depends.
1: It depends more on where they're at. They're on. They're like hiking by themselves. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But if they're in the city walking around, I could see why they had their mask on.
0: Yeah, that makes a I think a lot of people. Sense. A lot of
1: people. It's kind of been built into us now because of the mandates and stuff we just automatically do it
0: yeah so that kind of leads me to my next point of so i have me and my fiance. we have like three masks circulating we have like one that we wash one that we wear and one in the, one in the car and we kind of like
1: not supposed to to sure masks.
0: Clean and stuff like that no like we each have our we each have our own little set um i'm assuming you have the same situation you have like one in your pocket all the time one in your car so that way you can actually go to the stores in case you forget it or anything like that
1: yeah i've I think I've put a mask in every facet of my life now th- and that it's easily accessible. I think I have two in my car in case, I for- in case someone forgets one. I have one on my desk in case I leave and don't take my car. I got them all the time. It's ridiculous now. Do you think,
0: I mean, it looks like a lot of people are doing, like, are doing the same thing. Do you think eventually, though, we'll come to a point where people just quit wearing a mask? Does I'm done? It's too much of an inconvenience? I don't care if I die. I
1: don't know. I think people are turning it into a fashion statement now. I've seen like yeah, Louis like Vuitton band-bands. and yeah. Chanel and all of them are, they're selling like high-end expensive masks and people are like, oh, wow, I want that one. That'll help me. That'll keep the coronavirus
0: away if the mask costs a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> right. I don't want to get too controversial into the mask debate or anything like that, but do you think it actually helps?
1: I think if everyone's wearing a mask, it helps. If some people aren't, some people are, I think you may as well not wear one. It's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. I think I think for it to work, you have to. It's. I kind of think of it as like a seal. If everyone's wearing the mask, the seal's tight. But if one person's not wearing it, it gets loose. So you may as well just not wear one. If you're in a room of, if you're in a room of five people and two people aren't wearing a mask, I'd be like, you may as well not. It's kind of the way I think
0: about it. Yeah, it's on an interesting video. You remember Bill Nye the Science Guy? Well, yeah, he did the thing where he had like a candle and he like blew it out. And then he put the mask over his face and he couldn't blow it out. I think just that simple like demonstration, I don't know, like kinda of makes sense, right? It's like, oh, I'm I'm breathing through this mask, like nothing's coming out. So um or as far, you know, who knows actually how much is coming out or not. But it has to it has to help at some point and actually do something.
1: I would agree I with that. I think at the at the end of the day it <sighs> helps more than it hurts. And it's such a small inconvenience. Like I understand people are upset about it you know i don't want to wear a mask i don't want to be told what to do like i get it but it's such a small thing to do that i think people overblow it they turn it into like it's such a big deal and it's like you don't have to wear a mask inside your house or in your car or even out in public if you're by yourself and not a crowded area like very small facet of our lives you have to wear a mask now
0: yeah it's very true and I, like we got accustomed to having our wallet our keys our cell phone It's just going to be like another thing that you have to grab that it's the the size of your wallet. It fits in there. If you're a woman, you have a purse, it slides in your purse. Never even have to think about it. It's not, it's not that hard to just do it and kind of just deal with it. I think. Yeah, Yeah. I will say it is awkward. I I haven't experienced
1: this, but when you walk through a store and someone's not wearing a mask, you almost look at them now and like, are like, what are you doing? Why are you, what are are you doing? What is this?
0: You kind of, you kind of shun them. You like walk by them. You like whisper to them like, you should put your mask on hopefully they they pick it up but usually they never do so they're just i've seen really videos of people around. like there was a video i saw on staten island they were at
1: some whatever the grocery store version is over there and someone was wearing a mask and like all these people like five people started like berating this one person they're like you need to put on your mask and then the other person's like yeah if you don't put on you're hurting all of us and they started like fighting it sounded like the most new york thing possible they're all just like fighting over the fact that this one person isn't wearing a mask
0: it's uh it's definitely interesting like a lot of people don't like wearing the masks, but right? in the same sense, so many people get so angry at the people that aren't, that aren't wearing it, right? They just lose their minds when they see a person not wearing it, even if they're by themselves like walking down the street, people are like, "What's that person? What's that person doing? Like they have to have their mask on. they're endangering their dog, they're endangering like mm-hmm. the building next to them. It's, it's really interesting the psyche of people people going about it, and it kind I of think brings, the way people oh go ahead. No, no, you you can go. I think the way people
1: look at it now is if I have to suffer, so do you. So it's when you're at a store and you see someone else without a mask, be like, I don't like the mask either. But why do you think you're better than me for not having to wear one? Like, I think it it turns into like, if I have to wear one, everyone has to wear one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, like the Louis Vuitton mask and stuff. Have you judged anyone? Like someone has like a really weird mask or like that's kind of super nerdy and you're like, Oh, that, that guy's a nerd. He's wearing a flash mask or something like that. I haven't seen any crazy ones.
1: My girlfriend, funny enough, has a Chanel mask, but it's not a real one. So it's kind of funny oh. seeing it. Cause it's like, she's fake bougie. It's almost, it's almost too fancy, but it looks cool. So
0: gotcha. Well, yeah. So the masks have kind of taken over our lives and that's a big part of like what we do every single day now is put on a mask, wear it around, make sure we have it, constantly cleaning it to make sure that it's disinfected, all of that stuff. So, Ryan, what else do you think has changed in our daily lives?
1: Awareness. 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 I've said yeah. it, is the biggest thing. Awareness. You start to notice people more because you're looking at them going, what are they touching? I don't want to touch that. Every time you walk into a public space, you seem to know how crowded it is now. You're like, "Oh, this seems a little crowded. I don't want to be in there. You look at touching doorknobs now you you second guess it holding doors open for people yep. yesterday I had that issue I went into Pan Express to eat and we opened the door and this person was walking behind me and I pushed the door over with my foot so I didn't want to hold it so I shut it and I felt so bad but I'm like I don't want to touch these things and I also don't want to be that close to someone it's it's not even like a fear thing for me it's kind of
0: like been ingrained into me now for some reason yeah you just do whatever you can to just avoid people or avoid anything that like people can touch. Um, And a lot of times you don't even like think about it. Have you ever gone into a restaurant where you know that you have to stand outside to form a line, but they have no signage of like, of you have to do this. So the employee keeps coming out yelling at people. So if they're stuck inside, new people show up, they don't like, they don't know what to do. So everyone kind of like forms their own line and it goes like around the building or something like that. That's always interesting to me because they get mad at the restaurant. They're like, this restaurant needs to have signs. They have to have like the X's the six feet apart. What What are they doing? They're messing up. So it's interesting just blaming that, even though it's ingrained that we have to be six feet apart now.
1: It's actually really funny you said that because at the same time yesterday at Panda Express, we were inside ordering. And I guess they said they're only allowed to have five people in the restaurant at a time. And I don't know where it says that. So we were in there ordering and this like group of people tried to come in. And they stop what they're doing and turn and said, no, you got to get out. You can't, we only have five each. You can only have five people in here at a time. And the people were like, where's the sign? Now there's like tape outside with the lines like six feet apart. Yeah. But if you let someone in the restaurant, they're not going to know that there's only, they're only allowed to have five in there. That makes no sense.
0: Yeah. And it, like, even though it's ingrained, like partially ingrained in us to stand, like to make a line outside or be six feet apart. Like, We've been going into restaurants and crowding them up as much as possible since like day one, right? <laughs> like ever since restaurants were yeah. around, like it's just what we do. Um, so yeah, it's weird seeing that from like like how we go about it now. The other day we went into Crumble, you know, like the cookie place. Yeah, we got some stuff, and I had to like open the door and like pu- pull it open and stuff like that. So I got to my car. I'm like, I have to put Germex on. I have to put Germex on, and I forgot for whatever reason i forgot to put germex on i got home and i'm like i didn't put germex on what the heck is wrong with me
1: oh yeah have virus you ever
0: now. Ha, i know right i might i might be carrying it around have you ever had that experience where you just like you know that you have to put it on you know that it's easy to do it you think about it but you still forget and then you remember later that you didn't do that and then you so feel I'm,
1: I'm super anal about it now so similar to the mass thing, I carry around a little bottle of hand sanitizer everywhere I go. Yeah. And I'm so cognizant now about what I do. So I say I use my left hand to open the door. I won't touch anything with my left hand. And with my right hand, I'll use the hand sanitizer to put it on my hand and then, and then clean them. And then when I leave uh, restaurants or really any public gathering, if it's a push door, I push it over my foot. I will not touch anything anymore. And it's, again, it's not like a, I'm like super duper scared of catching anything. It's just like protocol now, which is weird to say it, but I. it's almost like because everyone else is, is kind of scared of it, you're almost scared of it in a way. Yeah. Yep. So I don't touch literally anything. And I remember the other day I went somewhere really fast. I forgot my hand sanitizer. So <laughs> I'm like driving home, like looking at my hand, like don't touch your face don't like pull, touch like anything pulling a 180 yeah.
0: to go back and get it
1: <laughs> yeah It was like don't touch anything and then when i got home i washed my hands but yeah. it's like it's pretty i think it's pretty comical when you from the outside looking in but w-
0: would you say you're more because like i've never done that right i've never like touched something forget to germ exit and then like not use my hand like pretend it's cut off like i've never experienced that do you think th- that's a unique thing to you or do you think that there are hundreds of thousands of people that are doing the exact same? I think it's slightly
1: unique to me. Um, as you know, I have a disability. I have cystic fibrosis, which is a lung condition. So the idea of catching coronavirus, which is supposed to be a respiratory infection, I have to be extra careful. Um, so I think I'm a little more paranoid than most people. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know people that are perfectly healthy and germaphobes and they're way more paranoid than I am, which I think is kind of funny. I'm like, you're in your twenties and you're terrified of catching this thing.
0: Um, I think a lot of that has to
1: do with the outside noise. You go on social media, you go, you turn on the TV, you turn on anything outside of your home and it's like the world is burning down because coronavirus is running rampant. And even if you say at the end of the day, you're like, well, I don't believe that or I don't. Think it's that big of a deal. I think it wears on you over time. You just almost think because everyone else is doing it that you should almost feel self-conscious that you're not like taking it as serious as most people are.
0: Yeah, I definitely catch myself sometimes feeling that way. Um, that I feel like maybe I'm too relaxed. And I think that's a common thing that happens to a lot of people, right? They feel too relaxed and go into a restaurant or so I've noticed like I go to a restaurant, I wear my mask to the table and Sometimes if they have germ or if I bring my own, I put it on my hands and then I take my mask off and then I eat without my mask. I don't do anything like that. I get up to leave, go to the bathroom or actually leave is when I put my mask back. So it's, but then I see other people in the restaurant, they have their mask on they're having full dinners pretty much like with their mask on until it's time to like eat and then they take it off obviously. But are you, I mean, you said you've gone to a couple of restaurants. Are you one of those people that sits in there and- tries to have your mask on the whole time and try not to touch absolutely anything like not even touch the menu or anything like that. Cause it's not super clean. They wipe it down, but it's, it's still not, still not the best, you know?
1: Yeah. It's definitely, the restaurants are definitely not the CDC. I'm not giving them awards for cleaning down, wiping down everything. Yeah. I think I'm not, I've only been to one sit down restaurant. I've, I usually get everything takeout now. And the one sit down restaurant I went to, we went to a Mexican place and we were, a table of five or six in the middle of the room and the next table was like three or four tables away. So it's kind of weird the way they're doing their space outs. Yeah, I was a little cognizant of like looking at touching menus like you said. I did it anyways. I mean I think you kind of give in sometimes. Also similar to being paranoid because of self or being self-conscious. I think you're also a little self-conscious if you're around people who don't care because then you're like well maybe I shouldn't care. If there's, if they, they may think it's weird that I'm so paranoid about this. I think it depends also where you're, where you're at. If you're in the yeah. grocery store, everyone seems a little paranoid. So then you kind of fall into that category just to kind of blend in. But also if you're hanging out with your, like, your friends or something who don't care, I think you kind of let your guard down and you're like, well, if they don't care, I don't care.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that's really true. Our, so our office actually just did a mandate. Now, unless we're in the office, Like the physical office by ourselves, we have to wear a mask wherever we go. So if I go to the bathroom, I have to wear a mask like through the hallway to the bathroom Um, and then doing work orders and things like that for student housing. So it's definitely the way of life has definitely changed. And I see it being here for quite a while. What do you think is a timetable for having to wear a mask, constantly germ mix your hands, being conscious about what you're touching? You think that's just going to be ingrained in us for the next like, for the next few years or kind of like forever?
1: I think at least a year you're going to see this going on. I think possibly two years because the way I look at it is you have the vaccine, let's say, I'm not going to get into timetables, let's say it comes out in January. So then by, you know, end of February, March, most of the country has the, has the vaccine, exclude all the people who don't want it or all that stuff, the weird circumstances. Coronavirus will probably still be around to an extent. So people will still be wearing masks, I think. Not until that next flu season comes around, where another kind of major group of the country gets it, gets the vaccine. I think then the kind of protocols will cook down. Yeah. I could be way wrong. I, we, the vaccine can come out and everyone could pretend like, well, who cares? I had the vaccine, which, which possibly could be the truth in that you feel safe because you've gotten the vaccine, even though it may not work but you kind of feel like you let your guard down. So oh. I also think that quarantine fatigue is going to play a huge role in that. People are going to yeah. start getting more relaxed with the rules. They're going to kind of be like, oh, I forgot my mask. Whatever, I'll just, I'll be quick. And then it's going to be like, I never put my mask back in my car, whatever. And I think over time, it'll start to break down. People will stop thinking about washing their hands every two seconds. People this, it's it's tough for people to think this way when they don't do it every day, like healthcare professionals
0: healthcare professionals do yeah for sure I would, I would have to agree with that it's going to be at least a year before everything is back to air quotes normal um i mean like you just mentioned like having fatigue of like wearing your mask and stuff like that and wiping everything down I, like you go to stores now in the beginning they were wiping everything down before anyone touched it now it's like if they have time to get to it then they go and wipe it down so you're already starting to see the process of them just kind of getting lazy or they're loosening restrictions on what they're what they're doing to keep everyone safe. Um, And I could just see it getting less and less.
1: Yeah. I really do think it'll come down to, they will do, companies and restaurants will do the bare minimum to make it feel like people are safe. And the more people are more relaxed, the less they'll do. You'll just slowly see it trickle down. Like they'll stop wiping down carts and they'll stop wiping down every time you use something. It'll just kind of trickle down back to normal eventually over the course of time, I think.
0: Is that going to change how you go about your life?
1: I think for me, with my condition, and I think other people with disabilities, they'll always be in the back of their head that we still don't want to catch this. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to take a risk. I mean, you can't sit in your house for the next two years and, and be like, I can't go outside, I'm going to die. So I think it's, it's mitigating risk. It's thinking smart. Like, should I go to Disneyland or should I go to this crowded place? Probably not for a little while. Nope. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't go hang out with friends soon. Can't go to, like, I haven't hung out with any friends in... Since really quarantines happen, I've seen them from a distance, but yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. There's no bars. I told my friends I probably won't go to bars for a year. Just crowded places. I think you're just trying to, like I said, mitigate the risk.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just you just nailed it. Mitigating the risk, right? There's going to be almost no way to fully eliminate the risk, but just having things to mitigate the risk for as long as possible, I think, will help immensely. And just getting some kind of like resemblance of normal- normalcy you know i think that's really important i think that's the key thing that people need to pay attention to um anything else you want to head on for way of living anything specifically unique that you've noticed or anything like that i think the funniest thing i've noticed since quarantine started is people wearing it in their car <laughs> yeah it, it, really, masks it really, really is the weirdest thing
1: for the people out there wearing masks in the car i just want to know why like is a are you scared that like your AC is going to suck in the virus from the outside or, or what's the deal? Or do you just forget? I'm sure people also forget they get in the car and they forget that they're wearing the mask. But I do think it's hilarious when I see people driving around by
0: themselves with the mask on. Yeah. And sometimes it's like young, like young people too. Yeah. Like the people not in the high risk categories that are doing it. So that's always interesting. It's definitely a weird one. Well, Ryan, that's all we got for today. How, how was it? It was an interesting conversation. We can
1: talk about it from kind of a personal aspect. I think the world is kind of tired of the constant economy numbers and coronavirus cases and death rate and all the serious things. They don't ever talk about what the average person's going through. So I think it's
0: good to touch on it. Yeah. The the negativity, that's for sure. It's constant negativity that's going on in the world. So stay stay positive, people. That's the best way to go about it. It's not going to be forever. We said a year, maybe two years, but that's not forever. So don't forget to tune into our next episode where we'll be discussing the effects of COVID-19 on K-12 schools and universities and how they will be financially impacted and how the student experience has probably changed forever. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Catch you later.